0: Good morning, Buka. (laughs) Good morning, Buka. (laughs) Good morning. What a great day. A great day. A great day. A great day. It's a great day. Every day gets greater. A greater day. So much greater. I'm more here for you. What's up? Are you cooking anything? What's going on with you? I'm on here to listen to you by me talking to you. Because when I talk, I also perceive at the same time on your end. Sweetheart, I ask God regarding the angels. I want to see more of them who are with me. I want to see them more. Not just seeing glimpses of the movements and Supernatural encounters, but I really want to see them more. God would grant the favor for an angel to touch our physical body and we feel that touch. I would never forget God tapped my shoulder three times. He touched my shoulder. Even though those who come to God and worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. Yes. Yes, that is true, but he's still also our creator who's very creative in the midst of it being spirit and in truth, and he tapped me three times. I felt the touch. A lot of times we see spiritual things by looking at all these movies the world try to dress up to be ghosts and spirits like it's just a clear body walking around, but you can physically do some super on a natural, thank you. <laughs> To touch. You understand? And it doesn't always happen that way, but as though we are in a body. Um, I'm going off of my experience, my encounters. Um, when we depart our body, yes, we are, you know, our spirit is all spirit, man. It can touch, it contacts, it does all of that to another spirit. It don't just go straight. My hand would not go straight through your arm. I'm sure you're aware of that. And every spirit has a color. We don't have skin, but we still keep our color. We keep our, you know, identity. How you look here, you look like that in the kingdom. Your spirit man has color. It has structure, and you're aware of that. You're not going to look like a ghost in the kingdom. Whether you light or brown, you're going to be that complexion, spiritually. And I know the angels can touch objects. Because there's nothing that God cannot do. 103. Okay, Father, i write that down. All right. 103. Okay. And... That time I told you when I was drinking at the table, and the angel was right there on the side. Oh, excuse me, I'm supposed to be, I could do it a little later. And the angel was on the side of the table and slid that whole bottle across the entire dining room table. It wasn't no small glide where you're looking slow. It was a force who like, get this mess away from you. Get it away, and the angels cannot do nothing unless God commissioned them to. You've been dispatched to hear God say, "Push that bottle away from Quenicia," and He pushed the bottle fast. And I think God have a witness, many, <laughs> supernaturally, but physically. I was in a company with somebody I shouldn't have been with and doing things I shouldn't have done. And that day, that person was like, Whoa. Whoa. There's no explanation about that. You are who you're saying that God said you are. I'm going to get out your way. God had me to testify. More detail about things and some things I testify with you, it stays with us. <laughs> but God gives His glory because I'm no longer operating that way, like being delivered from pornography. I won't be out there saying that. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> in so many ways, God will have me to testify without saying that word. You understand. <laughs> I thank God for delivering us from lust. Let's say it like that. Praise ye, the Lord. I'm trying to tell you. I'm not the one to be here. I was delivered for pornography. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, cute. Oh, God. And the thing is, even though we know the old pass away, sometimes when we see people, their testimony float back up to the surface. I want to to see me and think of Playboy, Playboy, Playboy. You understand? Oh, cute. you was nasty. You understand? Oh, God. No, (laughs) the oldest passed away. Do things of God, how God wanted to be done. Hallelujah. The right way. You understand? And I just thank God so much. I just feel so much of you coming closer to me. And it's not just to marry you. No, it's to become one with my purpose. I'm so excited to be a blessing. Do you know God already got things lined up for when I am you what we to do, what we are to do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. And the angels, and a, and a person said, I'm getting, God had me to testify more detail to you. And I was always, you know, you're born to be gifted and anointed the way you are, whether you're in the wrong direction or not. And it's like this person never encountered supernatural encounters before until he was with me. It was like, man, at first he was denying, you know, the supernatural, like making up excuses as to why things happening the way they're supernaturally happening. Because not one to admit this is actually happening. But it was happening too much to the point the person was like, you know what? I, I don't even I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. You are. Very special. God do not play when it comes to you. I clearly get it. I never seen him move like that. I read about it biblically. I've seen some movies like Ten Commandments. But I'm actually encountering being with someone who God is actually demonstrating his power through. And I was like, "Jeez." Thank you for everything. And that was the last straw with that person. When I, you know, the bottle went across the table. You have angels with you. You have God with you. He's with us too. But I see the works. If I didn't believe, I believe more now. And in God during this pandemic, I was at home. This person was in and out of the house before I even had an encounter with Christ about being with the wrong man. It was things leading up to that point in the house. So many supernatural things was happening. I can't come near you. It's like I'm being pushed back. How I'm feeling and what I'm encountering. What I'm encountering I've never encountered before. And when a person tried to creep out and lie about where they're going. God would say, go to the bus stop. Or go to the car. Or go to this place. And God would lead me to where he was doing. His infidelity. And I would show up there. And, I, and God said tell him I said it. Tell him I sent you. Because unto the glory. Because he know it got to come from God. He's telling you where I'm doing. He's telling you where I am. He's even telling you who I'm doing it with. He brought home an alcohol bottle. And the flavor, I'm telling you something. Holy Spirit, wow. And it was just a little bit left, like enough for a cup. And it was, the uh, flavor was what? Grapefruit, something like that. Strawberry or peach. And Holy Spirit say, look at the flavor. Cause I was like, you brought an empty bottle home for you and me to drink. Holy Spirit say, look at the flavor. I say, what? Watermelon. It was, it was, it was a fruity flavor. I say, oh, he drank this with somebody else. That's what you say to me. Look at the flavor. Because we don't even drink that, that brand, that, that taste, that, that, you know, that flavor. That's like if I drink, sweetheart, Chardonnay, you know, to bring me home Chardonnay. You wouldn't bring home an empty bottle of, you know, rosé or something that you know I don't even, you know. You know, my thing is Chardonnay. And it was a different brand. Same bottle that we never would have drunk. And Holy Spirit said, because he just came from drinking it with someone else. I said, Okay. Okay, and God said, how dishonoring that is to drink with a person he's cheating on you with in your marriage and bring you home the bottle to finish it with you when they were drinking it together. That's dishonoring, isn't it? Yes, God. That was like flag number one for guarding a divorce before Christ came to the bedroom. He was leading me to the bedroom to tell me it's not the man. And he said, go outside. The person wanted to go to work an hour early one day, but left out three hours earlier. And I went out where the person said it was gonna be at. You're not driving to work. No, I'm gonna catch the bus. they not your coworkers not gonna pick you. The way I usually get to work, you gonna catch the bus? You really wanna catch the bus? And God said, go to the bus stop. Quickly, go. Go right behind him. I went to the bus stop, wasn't there? And I, 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 I got an app on my phone to see the, next, the nearest bus. Holy Spirit, let me do all that. See when the nearest bus comes. It comes in 30 minutes. Now you wait and see if you see him show up at that bus stop. Never did because he never caught the bus. I said, oh, God. And let me tell you why. Because the person he's cheating on you with is picking him up for him, Dropping him off. And sometimes the person would give them their car. To drive around. Now how does that look? Driving right past his own wife. In another female's car. And you don't even know it. Because you didn't expect that to happen. Oh God. There were so many things. It was leading up. And God would have me to say it to him. You in someone's car. He's like how does she know this? No matter how much you lie about it. She know. It got to be to the point of the person's. And then the last straw was. Go in the kitchen real quick. That's before Now Jesus approaching. He's approaching the bedroom. Go in the kitchen real quick. I go in the kitchen. You're doing this, doing that. The phone. Telling the person you can't talk right now. What? Why are you whispering? Why are you hang up on a person? So I try to grab the phone and he was really fighting for that phone. I said, okay, you know what? You can have it. It's not that serious. I don't want to get in an altercation. I don't fight. And you're definitely not going to put your hands on me again. Because this time I'm going to go outside your head. Real bad. But um, I wouldn't have. <laughs> God wouldn't have had me do that. <laughs> no. But. um, That's when I went in the bedroom. The person stormed out. I went in the bedroom. And Christ was already in there waiting on me. And that's how it all happened. He wanted me to give you details leading up to that. You never told me, in fact, you told me not to tell you, but you never told me not to have you to feel or show you that you're making a mistake. At first I say he was strategizing. Christ don't have to strategize nothing. He always see the end down to the beginning. He knows exactly what to do to reach every single one of us. Whether we try to ignore it or not. That's why he's in hot pursuit with us. Because he would never give up. It's like I'm throwing things a person way that I know to get their attention. And they're not paying me no attention. But I'm still finding things to do. I'm doing other things. I'm doing everything that you like. Everything that, you, that gain your attention. And it's getting it sometimes. It's getting it. It's getting it. It's getting it to the point. I got it. And that person came back and was like. I can't take being. With a woman like you. You're too much from God. I don't even know how to take this. This seemed like a movie being in here with you. I'm not even happy. And the person started pointing out. I'm not happy in this. We got married too fast. I don't even know you. Because you were doing things that I was doing. But now that you show me who you really are. I don't even know how to take that. I apologize for what I ever done to you and your son. But. I don't want this. I'm not happy in this. Can we please get out of this? After I already said to Christ. Your will be done. After he already said his you, sweetheart. That same night came back. And. I just thank God that I got healed from the verbal abuse and the physical abuse sometimes. And I'm only talking to you because you don't testify stuff like that because you have aunts and cousins and uncles and brothers that be like, hold on, what happened? You understand? It, it, it's not, no. It's the past. It's over. God, you know, forgave, you know, each part. But, um, it's just like, it took some healing because I would look over my shoulder and I would jump up in the middle of the night to see if, you know, because this person always wanted to scare me, wanted me to be so afraid of him by just jumping up somewhere out of nowhere or just, you know, banging on the window wide like 3 in the morning, like, oh, my God, who is – and then laugh about it. I could be in the bathroom barging the door, like trying to scare – like wanted me to be scared. And it caused me to be, you know, jumpy. And I was very jumpy, you know, during a divorce, very jumpy, especially at night. I'd be like, oh, my God – it was like, wow! And I just thank God that all of that is over. But the person was just like, "I'm out of here. Thank you for whatever. I can't be with you. I, I, I. It's no way, no way. I never seen nothing what I saw being with you from God. And I, the person was like, "I don't know him much. I didn't grow up in church, but I do hear about it. You know, I encounter going to services and reading something in the Bible." But I never encountered being around somebody who's actually demonstrating what's being talked about biblically, supernaturally, miraculously. And sweetheart, I thank God that's over. I um asked God that, causing that angel that pushed that bottle. I was like, I, I was thanking the angel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Forgive me for. You know, you having to do that. And I was like, you know, recently, like the last recording I did on, you know, on live, I was like, you know, I'm so serious about seeing more supernatural things, even though I'm a seer, but there's always more to see. And I'm so big on seeing these angels that's with me every day, every day. Even the new ones being dispatched. I'm just so big on just honoring them so much with just being here, just being here. And they hear me. They hear me now say this. There are angels listening to me saying, I'm glad that they're here with me. And they went to God about it. Let's have her to feel us, see us. She want this, but you see it before you see it. And I had a dream last night, sweetheart. And the thing about it is, these two angels, it's more than two, but these two introduced themselves not by saying, hi, I'm such and such. They just showed up in my prophetic dream. And he's dark. His spirit is, you know, the color of his spirit is dark, you know, like an African-American. But there's no culture, no ethnicity Ethnicity, of oh God in the kingdom. Yeah, and he's short, he's like a couple of inches taller than me. He's slim, but very, very powerful. I'm trying to tell you. And the reason why God showed them, because Asmodeus above and Leviathan was present. Satan is such a coward. He didn't even show up. He had them to come. And trust me, sweetheart, they gotten big. Those are the ones who be on his side all the time. There are many demons, but those three stays with him. Just like, you know, the archangels. They, you know, always together. But they're doing different things, different missions for a different purpose. You know, Michael is always, you know regarding warfare because he's the chief and army of God. And you know, Raphael, he's more, let me go to Gabriel. Gabriel is more of a revelator spiritually due to prophetic dreams or words that God is about to do in your life. Things that God is about to do just bring about great change. He's around doing those times when you're about to give birth to something physically, spiritually. I'm trying to tell you. And Raphael is more of the affectionate one. When you, wanna cry on a shoulder or when you feeling like times are getting a little heavy in your walk and right before the breakthrough, you know, you feel like giving up or feel like it's getting more challenging, he's there to give you the extra push to see it through. And I love that about Raphael. Very affectionate, very affectionate, very. And um the angel that was that's with me, he wanted me to know, you know, I'm short, I'm slim. <laughs> But I am powerful. Satan did not want to show up to see that angel. No, he didn't even show up. Leviathan and them are so they have gotten so big, so amazing that I used to be afraid of seeing demonic realms. And it's my anointing. I'm glad about it. I want to see. I need to see. I got to see. I'm so pressed to see now. And. Oh my goodness, they gotten so big because we're feeding them with the lust of the world. But now during this day and time, people not caring about the lust of the world, they more concerned about their well-being within. I'm not happy on the outside. I have no joy within. I'm miserable. I got everything I want naturally, materialistically. But I don't have any company. I don't have any real friends. The more money I get, the more people try to take advantage of me. And people only around me because of the things I got. I want somebody who loves me for who I am. I don't care about these materials. It's like doing this time. People with materialistic things that's only after those things. Pushing those things away. I don't care about that. That do not suit me. That doesn't define me. I need to get out of this way of thinking this behavior it's not about arrogance it's not about pride it's not about material things at all it's about me knowing who I am it's about me being around some people who really love me it's about having joy on the inside and I can't buy joy I can't go in the store to find peace I can't go in the store and have my agent call about the time to bring me a little bit of kindness it only comes from the truth within and I want to know about the truth within And that's what's going on now. Right now. Pride has bowed before humility. Lust has bowed before humility. Anger, forgiveness, backbiting has bowed before. And we may see people still operating that way. And it's because of the stubbornness. We can all be stubborn. I know it's good to forgive, but I just want to still not forgive just for a little longer. Because I'm still pissed off. So I want to just not to forgive. Give me like a day or two. Now how does that look for God to say to us? I said I would have my son rise on the third day. No, give me another day or two. Let him rise on the fifth or sixth day instead. When we say words like we have not Like what God said to say We have not because we ask not But when you walk with purpose You know what to ask because of purpose I'm not asking God To provide for me when he is my provider I'm asking God To show me more of who I am Fill me up Fill me up with more of discovering of what I don't know, which which already on the inside of me too. know, but I haven't tapped into yet. And having responds response to that, that love, that heart, that last recording, which recording was it father? No, it wasn't the last one. The recording when God had me to run around and when he kept saying praise, praise at that pink thing, that pink blazer with them gym shorts. And I never praised in front of people like that before. And God had me to do that. And when I, by me doing that, heaven responded to that praise. Heaven responded to that praise. And I've been seeing so much angelic encounters, heavenly host encounters. Sweetheart, I don't know what's about to take place in your family that's big, or in your life, I don't know, but I just see your grandmother feet in the kingdom with tennis shoes on, and I never saw that with her before, she has on tennis shoes, (laughs) yes, and they gotta be, they like pink tennis shoes, it's like beautiful sheer stockings with tennis shoes, that means she getting ready to run, she getting ready to pray, she getting ready to do something spectacular regarding what she's about to see. He could have shown me my grandmother's feet, he could have shown me my grandfather, he'll show me your grandmother's feet. And she has on pink tennis shoes, light pink. I'm seeing more of heaven's world because I'm talking more. From that world. And I'm demonstrating more. Of that world. That woman. That God had me to sell at the gas station to. Was the woman at the well. Without being at the well. Considered to be on the land book of life. God wrote it down. The woman at the gas station. Jesus testimony. His is the woman at the well. Mine's the woman at the gas station. Because she went and told Everybody. Not in a sense of go get you something. No. There was a woman that did this. She did this. Out of nowhere. I ain't know what to do. Because in the recording she was like, why you give me this? Because I want you. <laughs> so why you give me that? <laughs> That's going to respond with God when God Want to bless us. Why? <laughs> That means that we're just not used to good deeds happening around us like that. Just walking into a blessing just like that. And many of us not used to it that we turn it down because we're not used to receiving love. We're so used to taking care of our own endeavors on our own. When we've been created to have the ability to let God take great care of us. I've never been so relaxed, so chill in my life just being at home and ministry. <laughs> you understand? Soaking before God. And God to say, whatever I do is, you know, you tell me. You know, relax. Watch a couple of movies or documentaries. I know you like documentaries. You love learning new things every day. <laughs> you know, and sweetheart, Jesus, my God, and the angels responded. And the angel that's with me, very powerful, short, brown, brown spirit, okay, say brown skinned, brown spirited. <laughs> and there's a woman who's light spirited and long hair. And she's very, very, you know, Humble, so excited to do what you say. But let me tell you this: during the encounter I had, because remember, Beelzebub, Asmodeus, and Leviathan was there, and they gotten bigger. They wanted me to see how big they have gotten due to us feeding them with the lust things of the world, by wanting to receive those things, and we're feeding them the things that God given us, not to operate in that way, and they gotten so big, so wide. So big, so wide. There's not a human being on this planet that can, you know, be that size. You gotta be at least three or four of the, the biggest person here. And I don't mean fat, I mean, like, strength. And, to make a long story short, I got approached by Beelzebub. He's the one who's big on... The lust things of the world. Trying to throw things your way of the world. You know, not more so of gluttony, being greedy about it. He just trying to have you just to tap into it. Because once you tap into it, then you're going to become consumed. Swiftly, so fast as wheat. And I tore him up in that dream. And my angel sat there and watched and everything that I did in movement, when I stood, the angel was in front of me. The guy was in front of me, looking ahead of me, and was moving everything, every way that I was moving at the same time. And it's so amazing that he's moving that way without even looking at me to see how I'm moving. I lift up my hand. he's coming up the same way. I did anything. Look up. He looked up the same way at the same time. Having me to know that he's there. And the angel, due to my encounter, the angel wanted me to know, we only do what you say, which is what God says. If you say things that he don't say, we just stand still until you tell us to say something that he says. We only commission to do what he does, what he says. So amazing. I tore Asmodeus up. Was it Asmodeus? No, Beazzabah. Was it Beazzabah? I tore him up. And the demons left. All three of them left. And Satan wouldn't even come in the room. So afraid. It went from me being afraid to encounter due to my anointing the demonic realms. I used to have to take PM pills and alcohol to go to bed. And now I'm I went from that to being pressed to go to bed. Like go to bed now, please, so I can see you again. How about I see you now when I'm even going to sleep? They get real scared when I said they're sharing. God, Jesus. During this season, God don't want us to give no attention to Satan. Give him no credit. Don't even mention his name. A lot of times we take our anger out on him due to us knowing how he's throwing attacks our way. And some of us would give a praise just to steal his plan. And it does steal his plan. But don't let that be the reason as to why you praise. Your praise come from you being grateful and thankful and honored that God saw you through it. So the praise is not to put the attention on Satan to stop his plan. Is to put the attention on God. Because of his plan. So God don't want us to look to Satan for nothing. Don't even mention his name. God is the one worthy of it. And he mentioned that in a dream. Regarding us all. Hallelujah. And in this dream sweetheart. I tell you about the dream. I was. Picked by God. And there were 11 more people. It was 12 of us. We were, you know, in a room. A throne room of God. And 12 disciples came in the room. The original disciples. And how tall they are. Sweetheart. It blew my mind how tall they are and just to be in the midst of the disciples period. And the thing is, each disciple wanted one of us who was picked by God, 12 people to imitate that disciple due to your knowledge of, you know, knowing them, follow your theology regarding them. And I got approached very, you know, laughing he stood right in front of me laughing, and my angel was on my left. And the angel touched me, and when he touched me, I received a fresh revelation as to who this disciple really is and what their characteristics really are. And I was amazed. And it was Peter who stood in front of me. Peter was like, This is gonna be good. I have beloved Benicia about to imitate me. And God watching everybody in a great mood, we're laughing. God has to play charades. God chose 12 people out the earth and I was one of them to imitate 12 disciples on his throne. The original ones that Christ picked. And sweetheart, I got to turn my light on talking about this. And sweetheart, DJ, Hello, sweetheart? Yes, sweetheart. What happened is, is that I had to drink a lot of water because God told me that you know, I put too much season on my steak. I just made, and God just, all, he always tell me what to do about the food and all all of that. And He just like, don't put that much season no more because I, I mixed a lot to try to make herbal seasons and God like that was a bit much for your body. So flush that down with water and to be mindful next time. I said, okay, God, so let me drink this water real quick, okay? Even when something is too sweet, got to do the same thing. Flush it with water. Just be mindful next time. Yes, God. Yes, God. I think I went too heavy with the lemon pepper. <laughs> yeah. But, um, sweetheart, And the thing is, is that um, I was, and Peter's still right in front of me. Like, this is going to be good. And, sweetheart, he had on this white, you know, it was like a white top, and it was opened. And his hair was very thick and full, like wool, but it was wavy. And I didn't expect Peter hair to be that thick. And he right here listening to me talk about him. And, um, I'm getting what I asked for, more supernatural encounters. And they are showing up to visit. <laughs> and, um... The angel, when he touched me, the revelation I got for Peter to imitate him, they was waiting for me. God in them was waiting. Peter was waiting for me to imitate him. They were waiting. The other people was preparing to imitate their disciples with was in front of them. The thing is, I was just prophetically speaking what the angel touched me to say. And everything that I thought I would have said was not how Peter really was. Because there's... There's not no documentation, you know, really describing their actual personalities as disciples. We're just, you know, using a theology due to the testimonies of their encounters with Christ, you know, putting two and two together to come up up with their personalities. And I had no idea. I had Peter, not wrong, but following his personality to know Peter, like i like I grew up with this man. Peter is a sweetheart. He's so sweet. I know because I imitated him right in front of him, and he was laughing because he's like, You got me, you got me. And I was wrong thinking the way how I'm using the theology regarding Peter's personality, just going off a of fisherman, going off of you know, other encounters. But no, overall, Peter is a sweetie. So this is, what, this is what the angel had me to imitate Peter. Like, it was like Oprah Winfrey. I mean, somebody say Oprah Winfrey when she was like, you get a car, you get a car. And then the angel had me to say, you get a hundredfold, you get a hundredfold, you bless, you favor. Going to everybody in the room and just declaring word over them with so much affection. Peter walked and addressed everybody in the room. And I was doing that. I was becoming Peter. And I was addressing everybody in the room. And I mean, like. You're so amazing. You're so beautiful. To everybody in the room just pouring out his heart. In ways that people be like, you know, I love you, but I ain't going to do all that. No, Peter did all that. And I never read in the word that Peter was that affectionate. We read that John is. Because it says John the one that Christ loved the most or John the beloved. But Peter, not saying John is not, but Peter, I imitated this man in front of this man. With a revelation from the angel God sent for me, who know this man? And right before God, who created this man? He's a sweetheart. It's like Peter asked God, can she be the one who imitate me? Because I want sweetness to imitate sweetness. Jesus. Jesus. I want her to get another revelation as to what it's like by her talking about how sweet I am to realize she's also describing herself. You think we don't see what you do, Quenessha? You think we don't know? Now, you may not want others to know everything you do, but we know and we document everything. We put the things that you do in our book because of the time you are in. We know what we accomplished in our generation, but we are part of yours. And we're looking at you. And that's how they feel about us, but I'm talking about me, sweetheart. Because I'm the one talking to you. And just the head of early like was so taller than me. I'm only 5'3. They was like, you know, seven feet, you know, six, eleven, six, eight. And they were talking to me, I'm just looking at them, and they were, you know, they strong and just you know, mighty men. They didn't come in there with no suits on, they came in there wearing, you know, loose ramets. They came in there dressed like they was back in the days. Because God wanted me to meet the original, so God showed me the original way they were in the earth. And I didn't see all of them face to face, but I felt them all there because they were so busy having the ones who were imitating them. Watch how they imitate them. But I had no idea Peter was that sweet. And Peter said, Quenisha, I'm going to tell you why I chose you to imitate me. Because I see everything about you. I hear every cry. My eyes are on you, Quinesia. Say of me, Peter, because you know what it's like to have your head hung so low because you feel so ashamed that you betray someone who you love so much and you knew you didn't do it on purpose. It was a terrible mistake that caused you to not even want to be here anymore. And he was referring to you, sweetheart. Peter, watch that. The others did too. But Peter, you know, when somebody can relate to you, you touch them more in a place they've never been touched. And Peter knows what it's like to have his head hung low. Because he denied Christ three times. More than that. But he referring to, you know, the prophecy that Christ given him at the table. And when he realized that crow cropped like that, The third time, he knew immediately, wow, what have I done? Walking away so ashamed. And Christ comes on his behalf, just like he did me. Peter, too sweet to want to kill himself. I would never want to kill myself, but I did want to just go home. And so did Peter. It's like that was... That was the top notch of anything you could take being here, knowing that you betrayed somebody when you just feel so much love. I'm used to being betrayed. I'm used to being disrespected and putting up with it because I'm so sweet, which got taken advantage of so many times. Now, I know how to stand my ground, but when it comes to those who I really love, I if it put a smile on their face, I would just do whatever. And everybody knew that about me. But to find out due to your words you were saying, how you were testifying in the beginning of our preparation. Because you also began to, you know, pick up where you left off with me when I came back to you. And you left and we left off with you in a sense of you feeling rejected but in a sense of me not, I mean, me disregarding. We had to go back and address that. That's why when you and I came together regarding your birthday card, I want to sow into your life just a love offering because I miss every birthday. And I'm just that passionate of a person. I think that deep because I know I don't live here permanently. I know where I originate from. There are no birthdays in the kingdom. Every day is a celebration of life in the kingdom. But we here living in the earth. And we were birthed here naturally out of our mother's womb on a specific day. And time. And year. And by me knowing you before the foundation, due to me being God's handwriting, regarding you, I missed everyone since I've known you. I even thought about before I didn't know you. I'm thinking about when you turn one, when you turn two, I wish I was there. And God said, I restore all that back, Cornelia, because I care so much, because my caring comes from a permanent place for me to reside, which is the kingdom, but I live that place here where I'm here to fulfill. And, And you just, you know, you felt some kind of way about it. You're not going to just lower yourself back in. You just look at it. You just, you know, you were going through your healing process too. Because you was pissed off at me. And I saw it in your face. You were angry. And we both, you know, encountered each other. And we both lied to each other. In church. On our way out of church. And God shows me everything. assisted in Christ gave me that phone call. You know, or messenger for me to come back. You know, just, you know. She wasn't in it, but she, you know, was used to having me to come back. And I saw on the video, got me to see. I could see. You had your head down. Like, you didn't want to do it, but you still did it. You allow anger to get the best of you. Because I saw you. You had both hands on your head, you know, on the altar. You know what the Lord, the rail thing is, the wood thing. When you go to the altar by the steps, you had your hands laid on that and your head down on your hands. I saw it in the video. Because God had me to see things. Nobody else would have saw that. I saw that. And we both lied to each other. You say, I never felt no way about you. And I said, well, I don't either. And you say, well, how come all these messages you said to me? I said, I don't know. I'm going through a divorce. I'm just, you know, my emotions everywhere. We both lied. Now, had we both been honest with each other? Had I been honest with you in the midst of you being angry at me? Love covers everything. I wouldn't have to just have all this faith. I mean, not just, you know, just no natural evidence of you naturally saying the truth due to a spiritual encounter. Because you you know, this whole preparation is all this on my end, is nothing but faith. Because I have not naturally heard you say nothing about this. You don't talk to me, you don't come to me. This is nothing but faith. And I had to press my way and stir myself up. Am I tripping? Because he literally said out his own mouth, like he don't have no dealings with me. He's not even into me. And had I been honest and said to you, in the midst of you, you know, thinking you cussing me out, I could have been honest about it. When, you, when I said, when you said, what about you? And I should have said, you know what? I heard from God. I know I heard at you. I'm sorry. Now, had I said that, it would have put you in a place of mercy and not of denial. And I made a promise to God I would never lie again. Especially not regarding his plan and promise. I said, Peter, give me a word, one word regarding this man of God. About anything on his end that I don't know about. And Peter just gave me one word, booked. Regarding you, he said, booked. Booked. Like whatever, something is already done. And I'm not talking about the, the marriage. We already know we're going to get married. It's something that you are doing. I'm not aware of regarding us coming together. Because he gave me the word booked. Meaning you did something. Or doing something. No, he said booked with an E-D. So it's already done. I don't know what God have you doing your in. Regarding anything regarding us coming together. But I know Peter said booked. Yeah. That's why we got to be honest in our preparation. You know, we both looked at each other and, you know, and lied to each other. You did it out of anger, and I lied out of fear of rejection. Now, had I just said, I'm sorry for hurting you in your face, you couldn't have denied that I did. And I wouldn't have to go through all this pressing and pressing and the beginning a preparation. Am I tripping? Because he did say, you know, I think God is over now. And Peter said, you remind me so much of myself, Quinesia. Many people stopped my testimony in the form of in regarding me de- denying Christ those three times. But don't ever forget, I accepted him three times as well when he asked me the same question and released me to feed his sheep. And even on the day of Pentecost, we were filled with Holy Spirit. Many people from the towns was coming. Like, where's the sound coming from? We could identify different languages. Each person from that place could identify. And Peter been so fired up ever since. Peter said that setback caused me to be set up like never before. Me denying Christ caused me to release Christ in the earth like never before. Receive a covering of apostleship. Like never before. And Peter said, Quenisha, that very thing out of all you've been through, that very thing got you, didn't it? Just like I betrayed Christ, that got you, didn't it? You know, you betrayed this man. I said, yeah. But look at you now. You're much more fired up. You are so fired up. You are so determined. You are so amazing. You are very affectionate. You go above and beyond. To have Peter say these things. To have a disciple visit you and say these things. Due to, that's like, sweetheart. Anybody in the Bible that you can, you know, you, that you, everybody finds somebody in the Bible that they really touched by. Even though it's all of them, but it's that one person testimony that grabbed you because you can relate or you love what they did. And Peter loved mine. Because out of all the disciples, I would have probably picked John. But out of all the disciples here today, Peter picked me to imitate him. Because I'm the one that he finds that he can relate to, you know, a lot with. Not the only one, but I am one. And sweetie, 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 sweetie. The disciples was walking right past me and around me. I'm in this room with God. It's just, you know, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on with this. Come on, disciples. Come on. They were there with me. It's like Peter ain't give him a chance to pick me. No. He's still right there. And I knew automatically when the angel touched me, I knew it was Peter. And he had a great time laughing. His sense of humor is so funny. He was laughing at me, imitate him. And I was like, you know, being so affectionate, just talking to people, saying everything that he would say that I didn't know that Peter would even do that. But that angel touched me and I got a revelation as to who Peter is, how Peter talk, how Peter feel. And I was talking and I was like, wow, Peter, you talk like that. You have a soft voice like that for you to be a fisherman. Don't judge a book by its cover. He's very masculine and very affectionate. Each disciple had a natural way of living. Peter, you know, a fisherman. John was the youngest. He didn't really have much to do, no responsibility. I don't don't think I recall John even having no wife or children. And the rest of them was much older. So he had to attend to things at home also. So John had more time to spend with Christ. But when it comes to the love and affection, I see why Peter was always with him. I see why Peter is so bold and so daring. And Peter said to me, you are very daring, Gretchen. You are very bold. You're that voice that say to Christ things that he say to you back in return. There have been times your faith has failed. But it keeps you also standing to your feet. To become better the next time. To become stronger. So everything you've been through, Quenisha, has built you up for such a time as this. And I told Peter, sweetheart, don't imitate me, Peter. <laughs> and he said, I would love to. But imitating you is imitating me. I had no idea, sweetheart, that Peter is that sweet. Because it's not documented, per se, each personality for what it is. You know? All of them have a great heart. If Judas didn't have a great heart, he wouldn't have killed himself. He felt that bad. They all have great hearts. Good spirits. And they were so much taller than me. And this angel that I had with me, this guy, this... You know, brown spirited angel who's short and slim. He, it, the way how, how much he weighed, probably like 150, 160, but very, very powerful to the point Satan didn't even want to show up because he was coming. And God pretty much saying, it's not the size, it's not the weight, it's not the nothing, the width, the width, the length. It's who you are. It's who you are. I have a brown spirited angel with me. And he will only do whatever I say that God says. If God don't say, he's going to stand still. He let me know I'm going to stand still. <laughs> this angel keeps it real. <laughs> but they're not a force. If you're going to say things that God's not saying, they're going to sit still until you say something that God's saying. And I'm so honest, sweetheart, to Peter. Come on, Peter. You're sweet. He was like, "I love you." I think God just putting that everybody in the crowd imitate him, and he laughing at me doing it. He's like, "Oh my God, you got me! You got me! You got me! You got me!" Everybody was laughing at me doing it. Even God was laughing. We were playing charades. God liked playing charades. He loves when we imitate each other positively. It's like, sweetheart, somebody imitate you. Use all these fancy words and try to sound like you with your accent. And you just be, you know, or even dance like you or whatever. Or even have on an outfit like you. (laughs) And you'll be like, you know, go ahead. Especially if you know it's like you. And Peter had a great time seeing me do that. But the thing is, if the angel would never touch me to release to me what Peter is really like, I would have had Peter all wrong. And Peter wanted me to get him right. I'll let you touch her angel so she can get who I am. And I receive just by that touch a fresh revelation of who he is. He's very affectionate. He don't just go in a room and say nothing to one person. He address everybody. That's why he's the one that you hear saying things most to Christ. He the one that spoke up and said, we don't know nowhere else to go. Christ, is it I that will betray you? John acts too, didn't Judas ask? I can imagine them walking with Christ while he's being hands of his betrayers. Guards with them, probably got you know handcuffs on them, feet, you know, chains, whatever. And Peter following, and someone say, "When didn't I see you with him? No, you didn't. I know that tore him up inside to say that. And we can't just say, you know what, that's messed up. You know what, how many times? And when it comes to Peter walking on water, he's the second man that ever did at that time. He took steps of faith to either make the attempt that no one else did. He's very daring due to his love. Love is bold. Peter once spoke up to that man who came, you know, when they received Holy Spirit, when he was asking, where did this speech come about? Where do you, how do you guys know how to say these things, talk like this, and these words of this unknown tongue? And Peter spoke up about Holy Spirit, about the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the one who you denied. See, he went from denying him to now, uh, to the people he denied him to, to now changing what he said. No, the one that you denied, the one you crucified, the one who did these things to, he is who he said he is. See? Jesus. Went from saying, I don't know him to the one you get. You get. Hallelujah. I love them so much. I'm just receiving so much more supernatural things, sweetheart. But it's my time for now. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Creator. is he... <laughs>